Welcome back, everyone, to yet another episode of Easy Street Sports. Today, I'm going to take a look more at the quarterback situation, some quarterback news, and we're going to see if the Lions made the right decision to take a quarterback, or sorry, to take a wide receiver instead of a quarterback when they moved up in the first round. To be more specific, we're going to take a look at the most recent news, which involves Tannehill commenting on how he's not going to mentor the new quarterback, Malik Willis, that the Titans took in the most recent draft. Then we're going to move on to the Lions, specifically, and how they moved up for Jamison Williams, and should that have been a quarterback. And then finally, we're, we're going to expand out to the rest of the NFL, and we're going to take a look at teams still in need of a quarterback and what options might be available or what their next steps should be. So let's start with that recent news. Tannehill said in a press conference that with Malik Willis potentially coming into Tennessee to be his replacement, depending on how he develops... Tannehill said that he is not planning on mentoring Malik Willis to be his replacement. Now, I would say that in Ryan Tannehill's situation, Willis went in the third round. So I don't think that anyone is going to expect him to pull a Russell Wilson, who I think was a little bit of an anomaly. Russell Wilson, of course, was a quarterback that went in the third round in his respective draft and, of course, turned into a Tier 1 quarterback. It's as simple as that for Russell Wilson. Now, do I think Malik Willis has the potential to do this? Maybe. Not really. Um, but I'm going to compare these two objectively in what I think is... Uh, relevant objective terms and I'm going to let you make the final decision but in my case in my opinion I don't think Willis is going to be taking anyone's job anytime soon but let's look at these two quarterbacks Ryan Tannehill he's 33 and I think we could say confidently that he's a tier two quarterback he can win you games but he's not going to win you games in the playoffs get you deep into the playoffs. And I think that's the, the best definition of a Tier 2. Your, your Kirk Cousins, your Carson Wentz, those kinds of guys. You'll win games. You know, Jared Goff. You'll win games. You'll win 7, 8, maybe even 9, 10, 11, even 12 games, depending on your coach, the team around you, your defense. And, and Tannehill had a 12-5 and 5 record last year when they won their division, and they had the number one seed going into the playoffs. So they can win you games. But, just like a Tier 2 quarterback, they're going to make mistakes in crunch time situations, like Tannehill, for instance, who threw three picks in that division round. And, yes, got the one seed, won their division, but they were one and done. But I'm going to I'm gonna list off the last two years that Tannehill has had in the NFL, and I think that's a good sample size considering that that's how long he's been in Tennessee. Overall, he's 23 and 10. Not bad. That's pretty good. Two, two to one about win to lose. That's that's a good a good record. But against teams that are above 500 or quote unquote the good other playoff teams. Those are teams like the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams. Those kinds of teams. His record in the last two years, 10-7. and seven. So, okay, a little above 500, but right about half and half. Now let's take a look at Malik Willis. 22, double threat, young Got a lot of arm strength, can run with the ball, got a lot of movement. He spent two years at Liberty. He actually spent two years at Auburn, 
in the 17 and 18 seasons, but he threw 14 passes. So he had 14 passing uh, uh, attempts. So not, I'm not going to include that those years. So he spent two years at Liberty. His record against... His overall record, I'll start there. His overall record at Liberty, 18-6. and six. That's pretty good. Three to win, three to one, win to lose ratio, that's pretty good. But his record against ranked college teams, so teams that have a ranking of 25 and above, 0-2. He's gone up against two ranked college teams, and he's lost both times. Now, again, that's a very small sample size. Yes, it was in college. Tannehill's in the NFL. But he went 0-2. Right? Joe Burrow won the national championship. And Joe Burrow made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, if, if that's too much of a correlation that I'm trying to make, okay. Sure. But at the same time, Tannehill has proven that he's able to win, especially in Tennessee, who I think with their coach, Mike Rabel, and Derrick Henry in that defense, I, I think I think that Tannehill definitely has what it takes to be the starter and to win games. And I think they have, again, they're in the Titans are in position to win their division again. So I still believe that Tannehill should be the starter, and I don't think anyone's questioning that. But for him to say that he's not mentoring Willis, I, I, it's it's difficult for anybody to see their company that they're working for, their their franchise, their program, for them to essentially hire your potential replacement. I mean, that's that's never fun to see. But I don't think that Tannehill is going to be losing his job anytime soon. And the mentoring, I think that'll just come naturally. I think playing behind, again, a tier two. He's going to win games. He's not terrible. You could definitely do worse. So I think there might be some natural mentoring just from observing a quarterback of Tannehill's caliber. But I don't, and I don't blame Tannehill either for making these comments. So, but again, I think that he's going to be all right. I think he's going to still be the starter unless he has a terrible season and he's throwing all these picks like he did in the divisional game last year. Then, otherwise, I think that he'll still be the starter. I don't see a reason why Willis would come out of the gate and be an anomaly like Russell Wilson was. You know, a quarterback that came out of the third round was kind of projected to go either way. And I think that's the case. When you take a quarterback in the third round or later... If they kind of fizz out, that's not the end of the world. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. But when you take a quarterback later, you're saying if he works, great. We got great value out of him. But if he doesn't, then it's not the end of the world. They utilized their quality picks to take quality players. But I, I, I still think that at the end of the day, Tannehill is going to be the starting quarterback next year for the Titans and Willis will be his backup and get some reps behind him. But I think the mentoring thing is just, it's either going to happen naturally or Tannehill's not going to need to worry about his job at all. Now, let's take a look at the Lions. And I've been seeing a lot of talk about how the Lions moved up from the 32nd pick in the first round to the 12th pick. And my first reaction when I saw that was, oh, they're moving up to grab Malik Willis, or they're moving up to grab Kenny Pickett, or wh whoever they felt was the best quarterback in this draft. But they didn't. They moved up to take Jamison Williams, a wide receiver out of Alabama. And am I upset with that pick? No, not at all. I do have a little bit of concern 
for the fact that he is recovering from an ACL injury. And of course, that's a pretty, an injury that we're pretty familiar with. We've seen it a lot with a lot of players, but I don't think that's enough of a concern to fault the Lions for taking him. I think prior to his injury, he was probably one of the top three, if not the top wide receiver for a lot of people going into the draft if he wasn't injured. If he wasn't injured, he would have gone first probably in terms of wide wide receivers. So there is that to consider, the injury. But I think in terms of moving up from 32 to 12, to take a wide receiver, if we ask ourselves in hindsight, again, should they have taken a quarterback at that point? In hindsight, after the fact, watching where the rest of these quarterbacks went, Absolutely not. Um, Prior to their trade with the Vikings, they had the number 32 overall pick, 34 overall pick, and the 66th overall pick. But after the Vikings trade, they have obviously the 12th overall pick and the 46th. So they moved up in both of those rounds. But they lost a third pick for two picks. And if I list off here quarterbacks that went in the third round, you have Desmond Ritter that went 74th overall, Malik Willis that went 86th, who I think is the quarterback in question here. I think that was the guy that I expected the the Lions to take. There was the most talk about him going number 2 by the Lions, which I'm very glad that they didn't take him. But I think he's the main quarterback that is considered in this question. Then you have Matt Corral, who went 94th overall. Bailey Zappi, who went 137th. And then Sam Howell, that went 144th. They could have also had Kenny Pickett, who went 20th overall. But I don't think that even if they moved these picks up and they had the option of all of these guys, the fact that all of these quarterbacks went, except for Kenny Pickett, who went 20th overall, Ritter, Willis, Matt Corral, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell, they all went either the third round or later. And what that tells you is, with all of these teams, all of these general managers picking in the first, second rounds, they felt that this was not the year to take a quarterback. They waited until the third round. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. This draft, the the 2022 NFL draft, is the first draft in at least the last nine years where only one quarterback was drafted in the first round. Every draft before this one, at least in the last eight years, at least two quarterbacks went in the first round. But only one went this year. So that tells you that the entire NFL, as a league, except for the Steelers, the entire league felt that this quarterback class was not worth a first-round pick or a second-round pick. So should they have moved up in hindsight? Absolutely not. After the trade, they had the number two overall pick, the number 12 overall, the 46th overall, the 97th overall, and then they drop all the way down to 177. So in reality, if they take, if they took a quarterback at 12, they could have had any of them, Pickett, Ritter, Willis, etc. But I think taking a wide receiver, especially in a year with wide receiver, defensive end, offensive lineman, defensive backs, with those positions being so plentiful, I believe it was 100% correct for them to not move up to take a quarterback. But, okay, they didn't take one in their first two picks. Why didn't they grab one in the second round? They could have had Ritter, 
Willis, Matt Corral, etc. With their second or their third pick they had, it was in the second round, it was 46th overall. I still, even taking one of these guys in the second round would have been a reach. Because none of these guys are showing talent that's Joe Burrow level. Not even uh, Baker Mayfield level. I mean, and he's not even, he's, he's sitting behind Deshaun Watson now. So I think waiting on a quarterback, not even taking one this year, was a very, very good decision by the Lions. In the short term, it seems weird because I think there's a lot of consensus that Jared Goff, although he is a Tier 2 quarterback, he should win you games this year. He's not your franchise guy. He's not a Tier 1 that all of these teams are looking for. He's not a long-term solution. And I think we're all on the same page with that. But if you take a quarterback in the first two rounds especially in the first round, you start your doomsday clock as a general manager and a head coach. Because when you take a quarterback, that is when you're telling the league, we're ready. We've got the roster. We've got the game plan. We've got our schemes. We're ready to push for the playoffs, to push for the division. And if you're not, there's the door. It happens all the time. You see these, especially just with the Lions. They didn't get it done. They did have Matthew Stafford all those years. But they didn't get it done. Or you look at any team. Go back and look at a team that took Sam Darnold. Their coach is gone. If you take a quarterback in the first round... You're starting your doomsday clock. You're putting your job on the line. And the Lions are not at that point. They don't have the roster to even contend for their division. Would I be surprised if they end up second in their division with six, seven, eight, even nine games potentially this year? Potentially that many wins? Maybe. But... I still don't think that they're ready to win the division, especially with Aaron Rodgers uh, winning all these years and with a more proven coach. But that's why they shouldn't have taken a quarterback. And they didn't. So I think that's very important for them to wait a year because I think next year, next draft, next free agency, that's when you'll be closer to being ready to fight for the division. So for them to wait, to not even take a quarterback in this class, was very, very smart. On paper, it looks kind of weird, because we all know that Jared Goff is not the final solution. But to not take one shows us that the Lions are being patient, because if you don't take a quarterback, they're the mo- I mean they're the most important position on the field. You almost want to take one every year just to give yourself a chance for an improvement at that position unless you're a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes. You don't need another quarterback. You might grab one for depth or for a backup, but you're not looking for an improvement at that position. So again, even after their trade, even in hindsight, they could have had, if they would have waited until their 97th overall pick, they would have only had the option of either Bailey Zappi or Sam Howell. So they would have had to take either Ritter, Willis, or Matt Corral, 46th overall. I still wouldn't have wanted them to do it. If they would have taken Sam Howell or Bailey Zappi, I, I would have preferred Sam Howell, 97th overall. I wouldn't hurt them for it. But I think who they grabbed, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez, they addressed the linebacker position. Kirby Joseph, they addressed 
the defensive back position. They got Joshua Pascal, Aiden Hutchinson for defensive end, Jamison Williams for wide receiver. I, they grabbed who they needed, James Mitchell, uh, depth at tight end. They grabbed who they needed to improve this year. They're taking their time. They're letting things develop. They're letting things age well. They're not rushing into something and, and, and trying to lose their jobs early. So at the end, I would say, should they have moved up to 12 to grab a quarterback? No. No. None of these guys were worth, even Kenny Pickett, none of these guys were worth moving up. The 20 spots that they did move from 32 to 12, none of them were worth moving up that much in the first round to grab them. Now, if if Kenny Pickett... Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, if any of these guys end up being great quarterbacks, they all went in the third. No one's going to be mad that they missed on these guys. Russell Wilson went in the third. He was projected to go into the third, and he was considered not great coming out of college. That's why he went in the third round. But he became the anomaly of that smaller quarterback that that is a bit of a double threat, and he did well. He won a Super Bowl. So I wouldn't I wouldn't punish any of these teams that didn't take a quarterback when they all went in the third round except for Kenny Pickett. So no, I, I'm 100% support their decision to move up to grab a wide receiver in a year where you're already seeing the trend in the NFL where the wide receiver position is the most important it's ever been. If not, it'll be more important here in the future. Yeah. Can't say anything else about why they should have waited on a QB. I think their decision was 100% correct. Now, before we get into our last segment, I want to let people know that we are on Easy Street Sports is on YouTube and Spotify. We'll be coming to Twitter soon. But if you want to ask a question, or do you want us to answer a question in the show, leave a comment. We'll take a look, find some good questions for future shows, and you might hear about it in the future. Alright, let's get into the meat of today that I really wanted to get into. We know that unless a team has a Tier 1 quarterback, an Aaron Rodgers, a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Matthew Stafford, unless you have a quarterback like that, it depends on whether you're fighting for a spot in the playoffs. So I think looking at all teams in the NFL, you are in four different situations in terms of a quarterback. You are either one, you have a tier one quarterback, you're trying to win now. Like the Bucks, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Bills. You've got the guy. You've probably got the roster. You're trying to win. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. You've got the coach. You've got all the pieces that you need to make it to the playoffs, to win your division, to win that first round bye, and to make it to the Super Bowl, right? You've got all the pieces, you just need to execute. Your second situation is you've got a Tier 2 quarterback. And these are teams like the Colts with Matt Ryan, the Vikings with Kirk Cousins, the Saints, Jameis Winston, the Commanders, Carson Wentz, and the Lions with Jared Goff, they would be in this group. You've all got Tier 2 quarterbacks. And what that means is you're going to win. You're going to have a record of a 8-9, and 9-8, 7-10. You're going to be right around that record, 6-11. and 11. You're going to win games, right? You're going you're gonna to appease the fans a little bit. You're going to have some wins in that column, but you're going to be average. You're going to be right around 500. And 
you might have a good roster, you might be rebuilding, you might be moving towards a better roster, you might be looking for a quarterback in the future, but you're average. You're going to win games. There's a positive here, right? It's not like you're losing or you're winning one, two, three games, unless you're the Lions, which is a whole different situation. When you have a new head coach, it's it's different. But when you have a tier two quarterback and you've got the roster, you know, barring any injuries, you're going to be sitting at right around 500. And those teams can be looking for a new franchise quarterback, a new tier one. And that might be like the Titans, where, oh, they took a flyer in the third round. If it works, if he becomes a Russell Wilson, if he becomes a Lamar Jackson, great. If if, if he does, awesome. We got a lot of potential out of a, of a later pick, and we'll take it. We'll take the improvement from a tier two in Ryan Tannehill in the Titans situation. If they don't, great. We took a flyer. We'll do it again in a couple years when Tannehill's a little older, or we might find somebody else, and we'll move forward. We're still winning games. We're still sometimes getting to the playoffs, sometimes winning the division, if our coach is really good, like Mike Vrabel is with Tennessee Titans. But there's 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 a little bit of wiggle room there. You might make it to the playoffs, but you're going to be a little more, you're going to be pretty average. You're going to be right around 500. Your third situation, these are the teams that they drafted a quarterback either this year, last year, and they're trying to see if this new guy that they grabbed in the draft, this new guy that they traded up for, etc., they're trying to see if this project is going to pan out. And these are teams like the Jags with Trevor Lawrence, you got the Bears with Justin Fields, you got Zach Wilson with the Jets, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, Trey Lance with the 49ers. And you've, you know, th- there's a little bit of there's a there's a bit of a spectrum in this situation where you've got teams like the Jags where the Jaguars where Trevor Lawrence's rookie year was kind of uh kind of mess, you know, kind of muddy, a lot of a lot of smoke, a lot of Nothing valuable really came out of it. They had to they had to get an interim coach. I mean that that never really um, means well. That never really creates anything valuable for the quarterback. Jalen Hurts had a pretty good year with the Eagles. They made it to the playoffs. They lost to the Bucks, but making it to the playoffs that that's a good sign. Then you've got teams like the Jets. Really kind of an underwhelming year. Um, definitely a lot of things they might like to change. But again, it's still too early to tell. Same thing with the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, it's too early to tell. Yeah, a little underwhelming. But the NFC North is going through its own thing right now. But even after the draft, I don't think Justin Fields' situation improved any. So we'll see what happens this year. But the Bears might even take a step back in this project, which you obviously don't want to see. But it's still too early to tell if Justin Fields is the right guy because the team itself is still trying to figure things out. And then you have the 49ers, who I've seen reports here recently that he's been underwhelming for the 49ers' offense. And that's not good because we've talked about here on here on easy street sports we've talked about in the past where it's hard to gauge whether the 49ers are dealing with either jimmy garoppolo's just the better quarterback or trey lance is still just developing and i've always felt that they wanted trey lance to be groomed behind jimmy garoppolo and then they trade garoppolo for draft value and then they move forward with Trey Lance. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is good. But I think he's a Tier 2. Yes, he got into the playoffs the last few years. He got into the Super Bowl. But but that's really his ceiling. And that's great. But you know you need more than that. like or, or a Dak Prescott, even. He can get you to the playoffs. He might even get you a playoff win. 
But that's about it. He can't make that next final push to the NFC Championship, to the Super Bowl. But if Trey Lance is underwhelming, yeesh, I would not want to be in San Francisco right now dealing with that. But again, that's still a project. He might develop over the offseason, start for the 49ers next year, and they might push for their division. Probably not. The That division, the NFC West, is very, very tough with Stafford, with the Rams. But there's still time. There, there's It's still way too early to make a decision on whether Trey Lance is the guy or he fizzed out. But here's the last tier, the last situation. And that is, you've got a tier three quarterback. You, and tier three quarterbacks are backups to tier twos. So these are, tier three quarterbacks are the backups to to a Matt Ryan, backups to a Kirk Cousins, backups to a Jameis Winston, or backups to a Carson Wentz, or backups to a Jared Goff, just to give some context. These are teams like the Seattle Seahawks, who got Drew Locke, and I think for the Seahawks to believe that they don't need to trade for a quarterback, which is a report I saw earlier today. They felt that they do not need to draft or look to trade for a quarterback. They're, they're thinking they can compete now. The Seahawks, who just traded away Russell Wilson, think that they can compete with Drew Locke. I just put that seed in your in your head for right now. But we're going to move on to these other teams. You've got the Texans who have Davis Mills. The Texans picked 3rd overall. Davis Mills would be a backup to Kirk Cousins. I have no doubt in my mind. They need to be looking for a quarterback. And the Giants with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had a free run to the end zone and he tripped before he got there. The Giants had a great draft, but Daniel Jones is not their guy. Right? You're seeing a trend here. These three, Drew Locke, Davis Mills, Daniel Jones, these quarterbacks are backups to a Carson Wentz. They're backups to a Jared Goff. They should be looking for quarterbacks right now. And there's two on the market that I'm aware of. A Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think both of them are tier two quarterbacks. They're not your end solution, but they'll win you games. And they're definitely going to be an improvement to Drew Locke, Davis Mills, or Daniel Jones. And I think that's self-explanatory. But Seattle, Pete Carroll, head coach at Seattle, came out today and said that the Seahawks are not looking to trade for a quarterback right now. I don't even know where to start with this. I'm just going to read off the Russell Wilson trade. And compare that to other Tier 1 quarterbacks. And I'll get into more of what I'm saying here. Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. They also got a fourth round picked in this draft, this most recent draft. The Seahawks received Drew Locke, quarterback. Shelby Harris, a defensive lineman. And Noah Fant, a tight end. So three players. Then... They got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Okay. So, 
you're saying that essentially, if we were to put this just into draft pick perspective, that Russell Wilson's worth roughly three, four, maybe even five first round picks, depending on how much you value the three players and the other picks that you grabbed in that trade. Okay? Let's say let's say four first round picks, essentially. Okay? Four first round picks, maybe three first round picks and a second round pick. Let's let's do that. Three first round picks and a second round pick. Matthew Stafford, the quarterback that just won the Super Bowl, right? That one, the one that struggled all those years in Detroit and then just lifted the Lombardi Trophy just a couple months ago. He went for two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Less than Russell Wilson. And they got Drew Locke. They got a quarterback out of that trade. So they felt that Russell Wilson was obviously worth more than Drew Locke. And I would say Russell Wilson's a tier one. So automatically, they're downgrading. And Drew Locke's a tier three. So you're dropping two tiers. You're dropping from winning... 10, 11, 12, 13 games, potentially fighting for your division, winning playoff games, winning the Super Bowl, right? That ceiling, you're trading that for anywhere from zero games win, zero win winning games, to maybe four, five, six. That's your ceiling with a tier three. How can you sit there and not think about how you got rid of one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? And he was he was looking for a trade. He was looking for a new change of scenery. I don't blame him. That's that's part of it sometimes for for players. They they want a new change of pace, a new, uh, a new place to call home. I get it. But for the receiving team of all of those picks of a quarterback that's blatantly just less talented and you think that you're not going to miss a beat? You think you're not going to regress at all? Uh, there's, There's absolutely no way that that can be your thought process. There's no way. So I'm going to see... We're going to see the Seahawks go fourth in their division. They've got a lot of pieces. I thought they did well in the draft. They grabbed Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Arguably, if not, I believe, my favorite running back out of this draft. But their quarterback play is going to take a huge step back, and the team's probably going to do the same. And unless they grab somebody in free agency, or Geno Smith or Drew Locke have a huge upset year, I doubt it. The Seahawks are going to go are going to go fourth in their division. I'd bet money on that right now. Even the Cardinals who fold in the second half of the season like clockwork. Kyler Murray is still better than Drew Locke. I'd take Kyler Murray over Geno Smith. Seahawks are not going to do well next year. Now with those four situations, right? Tier 1, Tier 2, you got your project quarterbacks that just got drafted or got drafted last year or the year before, and then you've got Tier 3s, got to look for them. You got those four situations. Now let's take a look at teams that took a quarterback in anywhere from first round with Kenny Pickett to the fifth round. And then there were a few that got taken in the seventh round, which to me, those are definitions of flyers. They probably won't work out. I don't even remember a quarterback that 
worked out in the seventh round. Tom Brady went in the sixth, so I'm not even going to include those guys. But teams that took a QB. You got the Steelers, who of course took Kenny Pickett. Ben Roethlisberger retired. They had Mason Rudolph, who tied with the Lions, second worst team in the NFL. They obviously needed somebody, right? They addressed the position when they needed to because there was a huge hole left by Roethlisberger, who, yes, he retired. He might have been regressing these last few years, but he was still a Tier 1. And they're dropping down to Mason Rudolph, who tied with a completely depleted Lions team, who I think, if the Lions didn't have so many injuries, if they had a kicker that didn't look like the Pillsbury Doughboy, probably would have lost that game. So Steelers taking a quarterback, even in the first round. I like it. Mike Tomlin, I mean, talked about this before, one of, if not the most proven coaches out there, if he takes a quarterback in the first round, I'm not going to fault him for it. I don't think anybody should. And if he doesn't work out, oh no, his 15-year record, his legendary historical 15 years of being below 500, I don't, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to lose his job. Then you've got the Titans, who took Willis. I don't think that the Titans are concerned about Tannehill's ceiling. They might still believe that he can that they can win with him. I think at the end of the day, his ceiling is Tier 2. He might get you to the playoffs, but that's about it. I think that they do need an improvement from Tannehill. And if Willis is the guy, then great. But at the end of the day, they took a flyer. They essentially took a flyer in the third round. And if he works, great. If he doesn't, you still have a viable option in Tannehill. So whether he becomes depth, he takes Tannehill's job, or he's out of the league in a couple years. I think the Titans are still going to be okay, but they still don't have a Tier 1 quarterback that's going to bring them to the promised land to help them lift that Lombardi. Then you got the Patriots who took Bailey Zappi. And to me, this is kind of a head-scratcher. Um, they just took Mac Jones, so I would categorize the Patriots as being one of those project teams. They took a took a quarterback in the early rounds. I believe Mac Jones went 15th overall. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they're still working on him. They made it to the playoffs. They went 10-7. and seven. They went toe-to-toe with the Bills, and I think the Bills were the better team. They have a Tier 1 quarterback in Josh Allen, so I wasn't surprised there. But they there's there's still time if, if there isn't any substantial improvements, if they're not still fighting for the division, if they're third in the division behind the Bills and the Dolphins, which I expect it to be next year, then Bailey Zappi might become something. But I think at the end of the day, they're still looking for depth. But they, they were in... The Patriots were part of, they were investing in a project, and I think that that's still where they're heading. So, so far, you have the Steelers, who had arguably a Tier 3, I would say a Tier 3, and they took a guy, they took a quarterback. So I thought that that was the right move. Titans, they're in the second situation. They got a Tier 2. They're taking a flyer, not the end of the world. It's always good to, you know, stretch your legs, take one every now and then, see what happens. If nothing happens, so be it. Then you got the Patriots who are in the who are in a project. You really don't want to divide a project into two different guys, but if that's the direction they want to go, um, again, Bill Belichick is kind of, you know, trying things out, trying to build something after Tom Brady left. Trying things here and there. We'll see what happens. Then number four, you've got the Falcons, who took Desmond Ritter. And they, of course, had that transaction with the Colts, where they traded Matt Ryan. 
for just a single pick, third round pick. And they they did sign Marcus Mariota, so there was the potential that okay, Marcus Mariota might start in Atlanta. But I think Marcus Mariota is a tier three. He got he he's behind he was behind Tannehill in Tennessee, and then he got moved to the Falcons and they took Ritter. So I think you've got a tier three, and we'll see what happens to to, to Desmond Ritter if he ends up starting. Then we know that he's probably tier two level at least. You know, at least an upgrade for Mariota. So the Falcons, they were in a situation where they did sign a guy who you could go either way, Tier 2, Tier 3. I'm leaning towards maybe high Tier 3. And they needed an upgrade. They needed an improvement. So they looked for one in the draft. So they took one. So I'll take, good, I'll take that one there. Then you got the Panthers, who took Matt Corral. They had a Tier 3. They had Sam Darnold. He didn't work in the Jet with the Jets. And then he moved down to Carolina and didn't work there either. Panthers didn't have an, uh, didn't have a great year. Christian McCaffrey's always injured. Panthers have a lot of holes they need to fix, especially quarterback. So they were in that last situation where they've got a tier three. They need to look for an improvement, and they grabbed one. So that was the right decision. We'll see if it pans out, but the decision to take a quarterback, I think was the right way to go. And then you've got the Commanders with Carson Wentz. They took Sam Howell in the fifth round. Now Wentz, he had that miracle year in in Philadelphia. But since then, he's tapered off, fizzled out. He had the year with Indianapolis. They got close. They were a bit of a dark horse down the stretch. I even watched them play the Bucks. That game after Thanksgiving, near Thanksgiving, they looked red hot, but then they just fizzled out, and they didn't make it to the playoffs. So commanders might be looking for a replacement that's going to move beyond Carson Wentz's ceiling. Might become a bit of a project if Carson Wentz doesn't work out. Might be a situation where they might be looking towards the same type of project that the 49ers had where they've got a starter they've got a tier two but they're looking to see if they can find a guy that they can groom to be a tier one and to bring them to the playoffs so I think for the commanders to take a quarterback I think was a good decision especially considering they took him in the fifth even in the especially in the fifth round if he fizzes out, you took him in the fifth. You took him very late. A, a lot of value if he works, and not the end of the world if he doesn't. So if you look at these six, Pickett, Willis, Zappi, Ritter, Corral, Howell, I'd say five of these quarterbacks... Pickett, Willis, Ritter, Corral, Howell. They went to situations where it made sense for these quarterbacks, or for these teams to grab a quarterback in this draft. The Patriots, they took Zappy. They might just be looking for depth. I don't know. I'm not going to fault them for it. They're still working with Mac Jones. If he doesn't work, they grabbed a guy. Not the end of the world. But I would say five out of, even if I exclude the Patriots, I'll do that just to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're still going through a project. I'd say all five of these teams, the Steelers, the Titans, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Commanders, they all took a quarterback when they needed them, right? I'd say the Panthers and the Falcons and the Steelers, if they didn't take a quarterback, they've got a tier three in their backup, or in Sam Darnold, or Marcus Mariota, or Mason Rudolph. Those are all Tier 3s. The Commanders had Taylor Heineke, but I that project didn't go anywhere, and that's why they grabbed Wentz. So even the Commanders could arguably had a Tier 3. Only the Titans had a Tier 2 in this situation. So, except for the Titans and the Patriots, all four of these needed a quarterback 
based on what their quarterback room looked like before the draft. But you know which teams didn't draft a quarterback that were in this last situation, this Tier 3 obviously need an improvement or they're going to look terrible in their division and look terrible in the NFL? The Seahawks, the Texans, and the Giants. They did not draft a quarterback in this draft. They didn't. Steelers took two quarterbacks. 49ers took one in the seventh round. And the Dolphins took one in the seventh round. The Seahawks, the Texans, and the Giants drafted zero quarterbacks. And they're all going to be last in their division. Most likely. I If you told me the Seahawks and the Texans were last in their division, I wouldn't be surprised. The Giants, if you told me they were last, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think Zach Wilson might be the closest to Daniel Jones, but again, it's too early to tell. It's still a project. I think Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz are going to be the two teams that are going to push for the, the NFC East. But all three of those teams, book it now. They're going to be last in their division. I wouldn't be surprised, especially for the Seahawks and the Texans. So, I think to close on that remark, quarterback is still the most important position in the NFL. It's as simple as that. And if you don't have a Tier 1 quarterback, you're not going to win Super Bowls. You're not going to consistently make it to the playoffs, consistently make it deep into the playoffs, win playoff games, win your division. You're not going to get there. If you have a Tier 2 quarterback, you might get there. You might make it to the playoffs. You might have a wild card spot. You might even win your division. If you have the right coach, if you have a good coach, if you've got a good defense behind you, you've got good pieces around you on offense, you have a good running back to support you. A tier two can win you games, but you're going to sit probably at around 500. The Vikings were 8-9 and nine last year with Kirk Cousins, who I believe had one of the best, if not the best, touchdown-interception ratio. Or the least amount of interceptions, the least amount of turnovers. Eight and nine. They went eight and nine. Then you've got tier threes who you gotta recognize. You have to recognize. These teams have to know. I, I have no idea how they don't know that they don't have a competent starter. If they they're these three teams, the Seahawks, the Texans, the Giants. They start these guys, anywhere else they'd be backups or they wouldn't even make the roster. So they have to recognize that or they're going to lose games. They're not even going to contend for their division. It's just not going to happen. It's as simple as that. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Easy Street Sports. Again, you want to ask a question? You want us to answer a question in the show? Leave a comment. We'll take a look and find some good questions for future shows. You can also find us on YouTube, Spotify, and we're going to be on Twitter here soon. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Street Sports.